0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today I want to talk about how to deal with that voice in your head. And not the one of wisdom and guidance and the one that we often call our intuition. I love that voice. But the other one. The one that is giving that constant ticker tape of everything that's wrong with you, everything that's wrong with the world, that inner critic, that inner complainer, that voice that if we're not careful, can take over and run our lives, but it doesn't have to. And, you know, we all have it. There's not a person on this planet that doesn't have, I don't think, that little voice that is chat, chat, chatting all the time. And for some of us, it's so loud that we don't hear anything else. But for most of us and for most of you that listen to this podcast or podcasts like it, right, we have a lot of awareness around that voice. There are many people that believe that voice is who they really are. And what that voice is, by the way, let me backtrack. That voice is your conditioned sense of self. That voice is everything that you've learned about the world, everything that you've learned about yourself, just chat, chat, chatting away in the background, trying to get your attention and convince you that that is who you are and that is how your life has to be. Eckhart Tolle might call that the ego. We're not going to go there today, or maybe we will. I don't know where this is going. I never do. You know that. But anyhow, today we're going to talk about it like the inner critic or the inner complainer, the voice in your head that is always trying to find fault with everything and get your attention to show you right, everything that's wrong with you, with the world, yada, yada. It's often a voice of fear, a voice of scarcity, a voice of not enoughness. You're not enough. Life's not enough. This is not enough. That is not enough. And even talking about it, right? It makes my energy go a little bit meh. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Now, a lot of times what happens is, first of all, stage one in dealing with that voice in our head is we think we're the voice in the head. We believe it. We believe it unconditionally. We don't know that it's not true. We just think that's who we are and we believe it's truth and we live 100% according to it, right? And we don't question it at all. We just are like, you know, if the voice says I'm a loser, then the voice has got to be right. Uh, You're not a loser. You're amazing. You are amazing. I promise you that. I know this about you right so stage 1 is we just believe it unconditionally it's just what we think is the truth and that is that stage 2 and that's where i think many of our listeners are is where you start to recognize oh yeah that's a voice in my head that comes from my conditioning and it's not necessarily the truth or it's not really the truth at all right it's just what i have come to believe about myself about my world about the world and it's that constant tick or tape that's here to take me out of my own truest and purest self. And we start to become aware. And the awakening process, I believe, is about expanding our awareness so that if you think about that voice as a sound in a room, right, in a really small room, this voice of mine right now, or the inner voice in our head is going to be really loud. But as we expand, right, as you go from a teensy, teensy, tiny little bathroom out into a giant stadium, right, that voice is not going to carry so loud, it'll still be there, but there's going to be so much space around it, it won't be so overwhelming. And so that process of awakening, we'll call it, that's a lofty word, but that's the only one I can think of right now, is around creating space around that voice so that it's not so significant anymore. And you start to recognize, by the way, that you are the space. (laughs) You are the space. And so the more space that you bring in, the more that pesky little voice just falls away. It's not very important anymore. It can be there. You can pay attention to it, but it isn't going to drown out the stuff that really matters, the stuff that's really clear. It's not going to take over your life. Okay? And so that's the goal. So I guess there's just two steps. And the second one is just around creating more space. And the third step, they say, is where you know you have so much space that the voice can be there, that you can honor it, that you can allow it, but it, it doesn't really play much of a role in your life anymore, right? And again, there's really no end goal because we're always kind of dealing and being there. And again, the goal is to create more space, Because that is when you bring more of your true self into this human experience. So the question then becomes, okay, how do we create space around that voice? Because for many of us, that voice gets really, 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 really loud. And so we may need tools or strategies or ways to deal with her or him or it. I think this is an it, don't you think? So the first thing that comes through with dealing with the voice in the head is the awareness. And sometimes we're really, really, really clear and we hear it really loudly and we can say like, oh, there's that voice again and we don't identify with it. And other times, yeah, we get get swept up and we believe that's who we are, right? So an example would be, you know, maybe you have a lot of conditioning about your body size, right? And you've been taught that, you know, anything above a certain weight or a certain size or any way your body's shaped, you know, if you stray from that, you know, you're wrong. Something's wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. That's your conditioning. But anyway, and so there's a voice in your head that's learned this and is now trying to protect you because oftentimes that inner critic voice is actually trying to protect us, trying to protect us by beating us up, but whatever (laughs) it is. It's trying to get there first before the world can tell us we're flawed. True story. So the voice comes in and it says like, oh my God, like you can't wear those pants. You look so terrible. Take those pants off. And you just listen to it and you're like, yeah, yeah, I do look really terrible in these pants. I do like, oh my God, my hips are ginormous. I have to take these pants off and you know, you take them off and and you believe it wholeheartedly. Again, that's the first stage where we just believe it. And sometimes we don't even know we're believing it because it just happens so quick. You put the pants on, you're like, oh my God, you know, I've gained 10 pounds, I look like crap. And you take the pants off. And look, if the pants aren't comfortable and you don't like how you look in them, you don't have to wear the pants, but there's nothing wrong with you. You're not flawed, you're beautiful, right? And you don't have to believe that critical voice in your head. You can instead say to yourself, create a little more space and, and recognize, oh, wow, there's those thoughts again. You know, I know where those came from. We live in a world where there's constant criticism of the shapes and sizes of our bodies. We live in a world where magazines tell us, you know, how to look a certain way and, and why it's wrong not to look the way that we look. Maybe you had a critical parent or a parent that was always critical of themselves and you watched them and you learned from them, right? And that's how the voice got there. And it's okay. That voice is just here to protect you, except that in so doing, it's limiting you especially if you believe that's who you are. So you take a little bit of a loving stance to that voice. The first step is to become aware and notice, oh, there it is again, that voice in my head that tells me I'm not good enough if I don't look a certain way in these pants, right? And a lot of times too, the voice is wrong. You are rocking those pants. You are rocking those pants, my friend, but the voice is it's just trying to find fault, right? It's just trying to help you by making you feel bad so that you won't be surprised. True story. Um, But you don't need that kind of help. You really don't. So the first step is awareness. And many of us have that awareness, not all the time, but some of the time. And the moment you become aware, just take that mini step back and say, I don't have to believe this if I don't want to. I can question this. I can be skeptical. And again, we don't question it with our mind. We just take a step back and we say, just because that voice is going in my head does not mean that I have to listen to and believe it. That's it. That's the whole jam. So step one is to just become aware and you can set the intention to become aware more and more of where that critical voice in your head is showing up so that you can learn that I don't necessarily have to believe or listen to it. And by the way, this works with the critical voice in the world too, the complaining voice, the voice that says, I can't be happy on a sunny day. I can always be happy on a sunny day. The voice that says, I can't be happy on a cloudy day. The voice that says that... A restaurant experience should be a certain way. The voice that says, my husband should do this and not that, whatever that voice is. And again, some of these things are coming from our real feelings and things that we need and things that we want and things that we deserve. And in those cases, by all means, you can tune into those natural inclinations. But when the voice tells us that something is wrong with us or something is wrong with the world, it's always false because everything is perfect just as it is. And when we can take that step back and flow with that, we can often find that perfection and then learn to flow with that perfection more deeply, right? Does that make sense? And if it doesn't make sense to your mind, that is okay. Take a minute now and let your soul just take that in. Just take that in. It should feel magnificent. I know it does. So anyway, back to the pants scenario, right? And so the first thing is to become aware and say, hmm, you know, I don't have to believe this. I don't have to listen to this. This is just that conditioning, and and it's not necessarily true. And then you can start to take that step back and say, okay, what would I like to believe instead? What would I like to focus on instead? I'd like to believe I look amazing in these pants. I'd like to believe that it doesn't matter what I'm wearing, that people will love me no matter what my pants look like. Because again, we are powerful creators of our lives. And so what our limiting beliefs also do, not only do they tell us a false story about the world, but they also can attract things into our world that reinforce that story. So we keep living it again and again and again and again. Right, And so if that belief is really unconscious, what often happens is you don't even know you have a belief that if I gain five pounds, I'll look weird in my pants and then people will comment. So you put the pants on and you notice, Ugh, I don't really like how these look. And it's, it's kind of you know, a semi-conscious thought. And you go out and someone says like, have you gained weight? That's how it works when we're truly unconscious. The world will show us what we believe. And that's okay too, because in those moments, you also don't have to believe what the world is telling you. If you feel that the world is telling you that you are not enough just as you are, you can remind yourself, it's not true. It's not true. But when we become aware of these beliefs or when we have these beliefs reflected back to us from the outside world, it's about becoming aware without judgment. Without judgment, without judging the belief, without judging the world, without judging ourselves. It's just about noticing. It's just about noticing. That's all. And as we notice, we create more space. So I notice, huh, sweetie, this voice in my head, in the head right now, that voice, who, by the way, is not who you really are. That voice is trash-talking me in these beautiful pants. Okay, I'm going to notice that. I'm going to love myself through it. That's a big one. Sometimes I give myself a big old hug. Sometimes I tell myself, it's okay, sweetie. I know it doesn't feel good when (laughs) that voice is chattering like that. I love you so much. You're so beautiful. Whatever you choose to wear, you are perfect just as you are. And I just want to honor that. That's what I do. I have that little loving chat with myself. It's true. Sometimes the guides say, We identify with the voice in the head, right? It's another little trap where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to myself like that. I can't believe I'm talking to myself like that. I can't believe, I am so mean to myself. I am such a loser. What kind of loser would criticize themselves for wearing those pants? You see the trap? You see what just happened? Mm -hmm. You're identifying with the voice and the voice got you again. It's just another layer of conditioning, okay? It's just another layer of self-flagellation. And it's not even your real self that's doing it. Your real self is just the one that's kind of going, huh, what is going on here? So we come back to the real self by stepping out of the loop. <sighs> we step out of the loop and we say, oh, yeah, <laughs> there's that voice in my head. It's not who I really am. It's just my conditioning, but it's, it's beating me up again. And not only is it beating me up, and now it's trying to tell me that I'm the one who's beating me up. But why would I do that? I'm loving. I'm lovable. I'm loved. I am love itself. Ah, let me go back there. Let me go back there. You see? And then we do that. And when you're having trouble disidentifying, because you know, no one likes a voice in their head telling them that they're not rocking their pants today. Be kind to yourself. Don't argue with the voice. Don't argue with yourself. Just be kind. Just be loving. And that too is deeply healing. And that too will create more space. It will create more space for your own truth, your own light, your own divinity to shine through, right? That love is exactly what those hurting parts of yourself need to be freed from the bondage that they feel about beating you up. And it also helps you come back to vibe with who and what you really are, right? Which is, in fact, love itself. Are you with me? So practically speaking, step one is to notice. Step two is to take that step back where we can. And step three, or it's part of step two, I don't know. You can do the numbers however you like, is to love yourself. Love yourself, right? And love the part of your quote unquote self that's beating you up too if you can. But if you can't, that's fine. Because it's not really who you are. So maybe step three is recognizing and reminding yourself that voice, anything that is not vibing of love is not who and what I really am. It's not. It's just part of the illusion. And I can believe it if I want, but I don't have to. I don't have to. I'm safe to take that step back. It is true. Step three or four or five or six or eight, whatever your accounting takes you to, is to start to focus on what would you like to believe instead. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't do this with our mind. We do this with our spirit, with our soul, with our intuition. It's a simple redirect. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a direct correlation to the thing that you were thinking about. So for example, sometimes I'm standing in the mirror and I'm like, I don't like the way I look in these pants. And the voice is telling me that, you know, how dare you wear these pants? And blah 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 blah. blah. And it, you know it starts to shame me. And oh, I give myself that big hug and I say, Victoria, you're beautiful just as you are. And this is just your conditioning getting loud right now. And why wouldn't it? Given all the experiences that you've had in your life, and it makes sense. But you don't have to believe it. Let me give you a big old hug. And then I might take off the pants because you know I definitely don't want to wear them now. Um, But I can bring myself back to how would I like to feel? Let me think about you know, how excited I am to go out tonight and how excited I am to share with these people and how loved I feel by these people regardless of the pants I'm wearing, though I don't have to add that little bit at all, right? Maybe I'm going to think about a time that I really felt amazing in a beautiful flowing dress and I'm going to put the dress on and I'm not going to beat myself up saying I'm putting on the dress because now I'm afraid to wear pants because the brain might tell you that. No, I'm just going to redirect my attention to how I'd like to feel instead, right? And sometimes it's letting the whole pants thing go and saying like, wow, I'm looping right now. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to go spend 10 minutes drawing or sending myself love notes. Or maybe it's a good time to Go for a walk at the beach um, in whatever I want to wear. Whatever it is, we can redirect ourselves either with you know, changing our action, doing something different, even with just a slightly subtle thought like remembering how much we love to be at the beach or tuning into how much our puppy loves to give us kisses no matter what pants we're wearing, right? So it's just gently focusing our attention to, as one of my teachers used to say years ago, something more interesting, Right? Something more interesting, something that grabs your attention in a more empowering and aligned way. And again, you don't have to figure it out. It's just shifting your attention away from the mental gunk, the noise, the conditioning to something that feels a little bit lighter, a little bit freer, a little bit truer. Something that aligns more with your soul. And again, the guys want to emphasize, it does not have to be in a direct correlation to the thing you're struggling with. And in fact, sometimes it's better if it's not. Because sometimes if you are like, I look great in these pants, I want to feel good in whatever pants I'm wearing, you're kind of arguing with the voice in your head. You're kind of playing on its terms by its rules, and you don't have to. But if you start to think about, I'm so excited about going to this event tonight because there's going to be so many people there that love me, and it's going to be so much fun. Or you think about, oh, my puppy is so cute, and it's so much fun to snuggle with him. See, you're really like changing the rules of the game. You're really taking ownership of what's going on in your space, and you're really saying to that voice, you can talk all you want, right? but I'm going to be the space right now. I'm going to be in the space and I'm going to be the one who's in control of that spotlight that's your attention that's going to say where I'm going to direct the light in my space, right? I'm going to put my attention there and then you do. Sometimes a voice keeps coming back and that is okay. If it's really loud, if you're back in the bathroom and it's screaming, 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 the best way to create space is to love yourself, to love yourself, to honor yourself, to treat yourself like a beautiful little child that's getting yelled at and tell that child they're safe, they're okay, that's not true, and that you love them. Mm -hmm. And you can always go back there. And then after you've done that, bring yourself back to what you would like to believe instead. Friends, you are not the voice in your head. It is not now, nor has it ever been who you are. You are the awareness. You are the space. You are the light in which the shadow falls. Okay? And I don't know if that makes exact sense, but that's how it comes through, right? You are the light, not the shadow. And the more we identify with the shadow, the more we become confused about who and what we really are. But remember, too, all of these things in the world, all of these things in the world are here for our illumination. They are here for our illumination. And that which blocks the light, that which casts the shadow, though it's not who you are, it's part of the human experience. So love it, honor it, allow it. Just don't get caught up in it. And if you do find yourself, get caught up in it. Give it all the light that you can muster. Love yourself through it and know that you are divine. You are lovable, you are beautiful, and you are the light. All right, so that's all that wants to come through today. I am going to go off now and rock my day. It's actually really early here, and I just I just felt like sharing. I'm going to wear whatever pants I can find. Actually, today looks like it's going to be a short stay here, so no pants at all. I hope you two are rocking whatever you're wearing and whatever you're doing and knowing, again, that you are blessed, that you are a blessing, and that you are God. You are just beautiful. All right, that is all I have for you today, and namaste. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. I'm Victoria Moran.